So thank you very much for joining us, everyone, um, if there is anyone listening out there. Uh, so my name's Callum Hughes. Um, I'm co-owner of Elevate Artists, um, an artist management company specialising in, obviously hence the name, elevating talented up-and-coming artists within the underground music scene. Um, today I'm joined by my very good friends, Dan Edwards and Josh Mayer. So, Dan... Yeah, so yeah, so I'm Dan Edwards and uh, I own a wellbeing company and we not only provide wellbeing for communities and corporate businesses, but we're going to be working alongside Elevate Artists to help them uh, achieve their wellbeing goals with their artists because, you know, we all know the music industry is uh, can be very solo at times mm. and, uh, you know, can leave you feeling like you're in a bit of a dark place and on your own, so, you know. Providing support is uh, always needed, really. Yeah, definitely. And uh, thank you very much as well to our special guest today, the main man, Josh Mayer. Yo, Saturday, man, you good? All good, mate. How, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks All for good. getting me on. No, no, it's, it's my pleasure. Thanks very much for joining us. Pleasure so. The main uh, focus of our podcasts, um, hopefully the first of many, is uh, we're calling it Getting to the Root series. So we're going to be looking to discuss various hot topics within the industry. Um, obviously, hence the reason having you on a special guest today. Uh, quite a, a big focus at the moment is on the, the positives and negatives of uh, social media. So I've known you now for probably a good three and a half years. It's been, it's been an interesting couple of years. Every, t- every time we encounter one another, yeah. so it's always <laughs> interesting. I know, man. Pro- probably not for the podcast either. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's really interesting to get you on looking at your kind of influence and your presence on social media within the underground scene, um, you know, kind of before you went into Love Island and then kind of how it's taken off afterwards, uh, mainly through the underground scene and anything else that you're working on. So yeah, yeah, yeah. how do you think it's changed from kind of like wet before you went into Love Island and, and afterwards? In terms of the underground scene? I, I would say yeah. mainly, yeah. Um, well, before any of that, I was, I'd say I was already quite um, established in yeah, the yeah. underground scene, music scene within Birmingham. Um, and the main thing I'd say since going on Love Island, all that kind of stuff's happened, um it's just helped more promoters and more people um kind of know who I am. So when I do get a book in, yeah. Um artists have a certain pull to them. Yeah, of course. Sure you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so when people kind of see that name on a liner, oh they'll be like, Oh, that's that guy from so and so or oh, I know that guy. So Yeah, um, yeah. One thing that I've noticed is more people will be at my sets. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Girls. <laughs> um, <maybe>. Can't answer. <laughs> His mum's listening. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. But um, yeah, I wouldn't say it's, um, it's helped me in terms of getting bookings because that's one thing I do like about the underground scene. It's not like that isn't something that helps you to get bookings. You know what I mean? Mm. It's based solely on like your talent. Do yeah. I mean? That's how I see it anyway. Yeah. Um, but... The one thing that I would say to help, what I said just touched on before is more people coming to my sets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they recognise the name. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, man. No, that that that's a that's a good thing, definitely. I mean, it's it's an interesting point that you touched upon there when you were saying, I would like to think definitely in your case that you still get booked because you were already DJing within the underground scene before you went into Love Island. Yeah, it's not yeah, as yeah. though I think you do see some people. I'm sure you'd agree. They didn't really DJ. They weren't really involved in a certain 
area of, of an industry, then they go on to reality, reality yeah, TV. Yeah, then they know that with the platform that they've got on social media, they can now break into DJing or mm. clothing or something like that. Whereas I think, yeah. like you said, the good thing is you still get booked mainly because people know that you're a good DJ, not because they think, oh, he's actually not that good, but because he's got the old swipe up link, he'll probably sell it. He'll probably sell us an extra fifty tickets. That's just let's put him on a ten to eleven. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that yeah. is definitely good. But yeah. th- th- this is my personal opinion. I mean, Dan might notice it as well for a lot more time that you've you've spent obviously with um, many of you might know. Dan is the 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 partner of Fleur Shaw, who who I'm managing. Obviously, that's not all he's known for. He is the man behind <laughs> me, myself, and mind. He is he is the master of well being. I must I must emphasize that. But I would say at, at times it does feel as though with with some promoters that they do book. I'd say people who are DJing that that might not necessarily be not not that good because that's a bit of a harsh word to say but yeah, i think yeah. they might look at them as a bit more of a pull because they'll think yeah. you know what if we have that name on a lineup because not even necessarily that they've been on love island or reality tv yeah, because they're a bit more of a public figure yeah, yeah. people know that that sells tickets and whether you look mm-hmm. at that as right or wrong it depends from my perspective i'd say i'd rather book someone because i know that they're like you say talented yeah. at, at what they do and they can so, read yeah. a room well and they can play good music not because they'll just turn up and play you beat poor top ten yeah, and yeah. sell you an extra thirty tickets, but I suppose it it depends um, on on what perspective you look at it. But I mean, w- would you say that it's largely been in terms of the underground scene? It's been positive. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Because like, it's, it, for me, before um, see, this is the mad thing with me. So I'd say before um, I did any of the reality TV stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, my SoundCloud is where I uploaded all my mixes, etc. Mm. Um, and I grossed three hundred twenty-five thousand plays, all from my own hard work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, doing mixes that I liked, and then yeah. getting a good reaction off people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that didn't need a platform as such, like I have now to do that. Um, so that's where I knew I had the talent to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and. You know, the, this this is the mad thing. Since I've done all of the reality TV stuff, mm. um, I've put two mixes out, and they haven't done anywhere near as well as mm. my old mixes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you think it's maybe because the following that you've attracted now? I mean, bearing in mind, I I used to look at your Instagram and think, oh, he's got a decent following here. Before you went into Love Island, I think, what what am I doing wrong? Obviously, <laughs> this this is what I'm doing wrong. That's what you're doing right. But uh, like you, I'd say you already comfortably had a good seven eight thousand followers before I'm, you even I'm went in. That, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But whereas you, you'd say now, I'm sure you would probably agree to to, to a great extent that yeah, I think you're probably on sixty thousand, seventy thousand yeah, now. Yeah. Most of that is probably not many people that are that interested in underground music it's probably just more of a commercial kind of following yeah i think this is what promoters will touch on what you said before need to understand that people can engross a following within the Mm. space of a couple of months but it's not always the right people yeah of course if they put a swipe up link you can still get no yeah 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 yeah. it's all flipping 12 year old girls (laughs) yeah they're they're not coming to dig bus (laughs) at all (laughs) Um, (laughs) but yeah like like i say um the mixes that have put out since they haven't done anyone as well as before. Now that was because I had a long break from doing mixes from SoundCloud, and I think that's the reason why. Yeah, um, yeah. So to me, that is it's good and bad in a way because mm. it's good because it shows me that people were listening because I was um, consistent with it. Yeah, um, of course. Do you know what I mean? So like, it's not you can't just do something on 
that's that gets you a lot of followers and then expect to put something out and then get the reward from it because that's not how it yeah, works. Yeah, you have yeah. to put the work in still, do you know what I mean? And that's, no, of course. That's what I've learned from that. Yeah, do yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, that, and that's why, to be fair, like we, we all get on well because I like how, unfortunately, you do get some people when they go on, you know, the reality TV shows all day, all, all of a sudden become a public figure yeah, in, yeah. in another area that it, that it does change them. But it's good to see that you still remain just as humble as you were always, b- always. before you went in, which, which is really good, man. Always, man. But w- I mean, would you say, in terms of um, you know your your presence in the underground scene, would you say that Love Highland has helped to catapult that, or would you say it's probably more in other areas that you're working? Because I know that you do a lot of work with fitness and clothing and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, I'd say it in the underground scene, it hasn't helped me as much. Mm. Um, now, I was strictly an underground DJ before mm. um, everything, um, and now since um, everything that happened. I've started doing R and B as well. Okay, um, are you enjoying uh, that? Yes. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Because my heart is in the underground scene. Underground scene because yeah. that's the music I love and that's the music that I love to play. Now, um, this is where the scenes are completely different. Mm. So if you're someone who has got a big following, been on TV, done whatever, um, the R and B scene lap that up. So they'll put your name on the front of a poster. Yeah, of course. Like, oh my God, so and so from da 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 is here. Mm. Let's all go there. Um, and that's what gets a pull. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas th- this is why I love the underground scene because it's completely different. People will see that name and they're like, "Oh, well, what tunes are they made?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what it's about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then people are there for the music, mm. not because of the clout that this person True. has got. Like, and that is why I love the underground scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm not saying I don't love the R and B scene because I do actually like the music, but it's just not as much. Yeah, um, yeah. The passion isn't there as much for me as the underground scene. So to answer your question, um, going off on one. Um, <laughs> To answer your question, like it has, it's helped me with DJing as a whole. Um, because but not so much the underground scene, not though. so much the underground yeah, scene, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, it's helped me as a whole, but not so much the underground scene, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, would you say the like the R and B scenes more about like who you are and like sort of definitely following that you've got? I, I, I think so, yeah. Um, but that's no one's fault in particular, it's just the way the scene is, yeah, of course, how it works. Um, because it is like make them the most money at the end of the day, yeah. It is like uh, two completely different worlds. I find that when I was younger, going out in, in your likes of Arcadian and Broad Street, and then <laughs> and then you and then I took a wrong turn into Digbeth, and I'm like, whoa, this is uh, this is completely different, but it's, it's definitely. It's 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 benefited me massively. I'm sure it's all helped us out in some way. I know that probably we spend a bit more time in the underground scene compared to yourself, Dan. But I'm sure you've yeah. had positive experiences and oh yeah, of course yeah. Uh, well, that's where I met Fleur, isn't it? Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's all good. You know, yeah. Brought her up again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I mean, it, I suppose the main thing is as well that there is a lot of positives to you know the the, the social media influence that you've been involved in i mean it's interesting to to speak a little bit more though about if you don't mind your, your kind of negative experiences yeah and any kind of because i mean i'm sure we can all be honest i'll, I'll be as upfront and honest as i can because that's yeah. the whole point of these podcasts yeah. is to say that y- you might look completely happy and like you're living the dream on every single photo but what goes yeah. on behind closed doors when you've got some of those negative comments is yeah, man. It's completely different. It's true. It is, it is very true. Um, so for me, I'm quite a confident and comfortable person in who I am. Um, like, so a lot of people, what I see a lot on Instagram is, oh, I've got to come off Instagram because I'm comparing myself to everyone. Mm. Um, and that's what I see a lot. So for me, that wasn't really the issue because, like I said, I'm quite comfortable and confident in who I am. Um, yeah. And I feel 
Like I'm in I'm in a good place with myself, mm. so that wasn't really my issue. My issue um, only a, obviously a, um, a, arisen is that the word? Um, <laughs> arose, yeah, that's the one. Boom, get there in the end. Um, the problem for me only arose after obviously going on Love Island, etc. Um, when I felt pressure to have to post daily. Mm. Um, now it got to a point where I was waking up every day thinking, oh, what I've, I've, I've got a fucking. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, no, it's fine. Carry on. You got, you got to. Sorry, you can edit that. Out. Um, I got to a point where, um, I'd wake up first thing in the morning, and my first thing I think about is what can I post today? What can I get a picture of? What can I talk about yeah, on the story yeah. today? To keep up my interaction on my post, to keep mm. up the likes. Um, so, um, for so so like I, so to keep up the interaction on my post, to keep up the likes, so that when I did have something big like big news to share, yeah like, yeah yeah, oh, I'm, I'm DJing here, so and so, yeah, that more people would see it, so I can get the interactions um, on that on that post, so that promoters see that I, it's doing something for them. Do you know what I mean? And this is what I was worried about that if I, I didn't post for a couple of days, then I'd lose the interaction, and then I wouldn't get as many likes, and then I was kicking myself for not getting as many likes, thinking why am I not getting as many likes? And, and it's how just a did vi- that feel like, a vicious you know, circle. Sort of stop getting as many likes, or it's just pressure. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you you start beating yourself up, thinking, "Why am I not getting as as many likes? Is it because of this? Like, is it because I haven't been in the gym for two days? Is it because do you know what I mean? Like, it, I don't know. Like, all you those just, negative thoughts. And it that. starts getting. You start basically having a war in your own in your own mind, um, and it just got to a point where I just I had to just bin it off for a few like a few weeks. You know what I mean? Um, and I think. You 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 sit there and ask yourself why is that even a thing? Because mm. all it is is a number on an app. It doesn't make you any better or any less or any worse of a person. It's an good app. knowledge, good uh, advice there, folks. Literally, make sure you're listening. That is all it is, a number on an app. So why does it mean so much to you or me as a person? It shouldn't, because if it got deleted tomorrow, you would still be living the same life that you would anyway. Yeah, yeah. About it. I think, so I think it's like because. It's become sort of a social currency. So you know how, like, you know, we view these powerful people in the world to have a lot of money and they're business owners and money's a currency. Mm. Well, how many thousand followers? That's a number and that's another currency. And also so is the amount of likes that you're getting per post. Mm. So it's almost like we're idolising people that are getting more likes mm. and they've got more of a following. Yeah. And, you know, they're deemed to be the, you know, the influencers and... That's how it sort of, then, obviously you as the influencer, it has you feeling pressured to sort of fill, uh, fill, yeah, yeah, yeah I, know, I, I know what Just you're sort of like fill the needs and the expectations yeah. of like what you think people are expecting of you. And yeah. then that pressure then builds up and builds up and it has you almost sort of, Trapped in a way. Trapped and second guessing yourself all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's it, it's another thing as well because you have all these people that that message you on a daily saying, "Oh my god, you're doing so great!" Da, 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 mm. You're smashing it, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm not smashing it. <laughs> it just looks like I'm smashing it. Yeah, of course, it, because you're not. You're realistically how many of us? But we we talk about it a lot now. Um, I think more as a society because it's because of the amount of underlying issues that it's causing. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot. Though, um, there's been a lot of uh, kind of video podcast recently like I watched one with uh Christoph he did one about life as a touring DJ and I think obviously all um you know anyone in the underground scene or I suppose anyone on Instagram is naturally only going to upload 
all the 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 positive exactly. days you're, you're not going to upload a photo of you looking like shit and exactly. um, ha- having a bad day because you know well i'm only going to get minus one likes for that like <laughs> minus 17 followers or whatever but i think it's, it's interesting that um we we touch upon the the more negative aspects of social media to to get your kind of input on that dan well, i suppose like you said then uh like you were saying about you know, you're only posting the best bits. Everyone's living their best life. But everyone's viewing that story, you know, of the influencer. And they're, like, comparing their life to them. And, like, oh, how come I'm not doing that? Yeah. yeah. Um, but then you, as the influencer, feel pressured to post that. So yeah. it's almost like a, a cycle. Mm. Do you know what I mean? They're watching it and they're feeling shit. And you're having to put it out and you're feeling shit because you know it's not reality. Both parties you know are... Feeling pressured in a way. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So it's like you're putting a filter on it and you're sort of changing reality, you know. And uh, Most of it isn't reality. Mm. It's, yeah. not, it's not reality at all. Like, I'll be the... I'm sure all of us will, will, will speak openly on this about, okay, there is, there is a lot of positive experiences, but it's important to, to let people know that even... You know, like you say, there's no doubt that you've, you've done well for yourself for your age, yeah. but it's not everything it, it's cracked up to be. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, um, it's 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 a, it's a bit of a sticky one because you, like I said before, you get these messages from people saying, "Oh my god, um, like because I'm basically I'm a, I'm a personal trainer by day, um, mm. as well." So um, hit him up, guys. <laughs> hit him up, guys, always. <laughs> um, yeah. So for me, I feel obliged to stay in shape twenty four seven. Now, that c- that's a challenge in itself. Of course, I'm sure people can relate to trying to eat healthy twenty four seven. Um, breezing yeah yeah breezing so <laughs> <laughs> um, opposite you too yeah um and then when you're having a few bad days oh, i've it i've at this so and so and so you feel bad because you feel like people are looking up to you and you feel like you're letting these people down mm. kind of your role model for them um in a way that's a lot and that is a lot of pressure especially exactly, like you're, you're exactly. i mean you're an adult but you're still not that old at the same time and obviously yeah, yeah. i know it's it's good that obviously you know you, you, you've spoken to me before hope you don't mind me saying you know you've got a, a good relationship with your mum yeah, and yeah. people like that yeah. and you know it, even when you're an adult it's still good to have that support network exactly. around you because if you're trying to deal with that you know solely but obviously by yourself that is it's a lot to it's a lot mm. to deal with yeah and imagine yeah. like you know when you are feeling that high pressure imagine then thinking oh well you know I can't eat this and I can't eat that. Obviously, we do want to eat healthy the majority of the time. Exactly. But feeling so pressured that you 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 can't touch this and you can't touch that that uh, that leaves sort of uh, leaves you wanting more then as well. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. And it's just it's it's all because you have so many people at your fingertips. If you if you rewind fifty years or so, you would only really know the people in your area. Whereas now everything becomes so um, discardable and disposable because you've got however many thousands of people at your fingertips in seconds. Yeah, do you know what I mean. So it's just it's crazy. It's, it's pretty. It is pretty mind blowing when you think about it. But when you look at I me, mean, you've you've got a decent following, but you think about the people that've got like millions of followers. It's yeah. I, I don't you know, I don't know how people cope. Well, unfortunately, people don't always cope with it, do they? And that's why you have some some pretty tragic results in the end. But another. Um, Another point I wanted to touch upon was just before you went into Love Island, you were you had a brief hiatus in uh, in the White Isle, didn't you? Yeah. NIB for so. Yeah. I, I think yeah. that 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 is a massive point for me as someone. I've I've ne- I've been to Ibiza twice. Um, you've done a season, yeah. uh, 2016, yeah. Um, 
and you did you did and how long did you do before you went into love island three months yeah i was, there. I was meant to do six yeah um, but obviously it got cut short so. yeah yeah well i suppose there's, wor- there's worse ways to get it cut short to be yeah, fair yeah. <laughs> but i mean like i say as someone who i've not done a season in ibiza and it's great to see that there's so many young um you know budding promoters and and other people from the underground music scene that go out there and that's almost like their break that is the go-to place for like networking and really establishing the name for yourself mm. but i think especially the, the the likes of you two every post that you upload whilst you're in Ibiza, it's always, oh, well, I'm at Elro or uh, I'm at DC10 or I'm on this balcony or I'm at Ocean Beach. That These are just examples of places, but everyone thinks, oh, like, I wish I had that, that they're living the dream. But as someone who's not even done a season, I can quite confidently say from everyone I know or the majority of people, it's definitely not what it looks like. Exactly. All, all the, all the, yeah, the da- the da- the downsides to it. <laughs> it was it, that was one of the worst times of my life. See, it's you know? yeah. And we're, you're you're posting a picture of like you know your lean physique, mm. yourself on a beach, and it is a lie because when I was it, well, you know, I'm I'm speaking for myself. I can't speak for everybody else. Of course. But when I was in Ibiza, I was struggling really bad with my own mental health. Yeah. You know. I'd been struggling for a few years, and I was using Ibiza as like an escape mechanism. Yeah, I've I've been there definitely. I've, I've I do that most weeks if I'm honest. Like I'm yeah. not even I hold my hands up, and I'm not afraid to say that a lot of the time I think most of us, if we have issues, we don't look to, you know, party less and spend more time off social media. We we actually go the exact opposite. We think, okay, to feel better, I'm gonna go out and I'll be honest like I think I've watched a lot of these podcasts and people say I'll have a few drinks let's be honest most of us have taken drugs we've we've drank a lot excessively um and yeah temporarily you 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 feel great um but it's it's all the aftermath and yeah the outcome of it is well for four months I was you know abusing drugs four days a week you know know what I mean yeah four days a week and then I was you know I was already trying to escape my own mind and then imagine your mind coming back to reality after those four days of abuse and then ready to go again. And it was just... It's Heavy. You know, but I was doing that to myself. Mm. Obviously, I was already struggling. Yeah. But I was doing nothing to help myself out. I was just going out and getting smashed because that's what I thought that I had to do at that time. Yeah. I was so helpless that I couldn't talk to anybody about how I was actually feeling. Um, that I just felt... I don't know, almost that when I was high, you know, when I was on drugs, I weren't thinking about it so much. And even when I did think about these thoughts that I didn't like cropping up, they didn't affect me because I was high, do you know? So it, it just ended up in a spiral. Yeah. You know, I don't know. That's my experience. Yeah, yeah. Not to say everybody's is like that. No, of, of course. That, that, that's why I say I'm sure there's a lot of success stories that have come out of people who've, who've, who've gone to Ibiza. Um, yeah. I think hopefully when I'm mature enough in probably another ten years or so, I, I might I might try <laughs> I might try six months out there, but I don't think I'm ready anytime soon, and I'll uh, I'll happily admit that. But um, how was how was your personal experience? Because I I kind of said goodbye to you and everyone else did. Yeah. Then then you went on TV and then it was all a bit mad for now. So yeah. how was your experience on on the island? Um, so for me, I was kind of lucky in a way because um, if I Oh, so basically, I went with a friend who was quite grounded and quite sensible. Yeah. Um, and that kept me on the straight and narrow the whole time I was there. Um, he was all 
we need to get a proper job. We need to get um, sick accommodation away from everything so we can have that time away. Um, we're not. I'm sure anyone who's done a season knows of a place called Esvedra, um, <laughs> the, the creme de la creme of Ibiza. <laughs> um, and if you stay there, it's kind of like party twenty four seven, as I'm sure people would know. Um, and my friend was um, uh, couldn't have been more. What's what I'm looking for away from that, if if you like. Um, and it was basically thanks to him that I was just literally away from all that majority of the time so that, that, that's so good though that, that, I mean I, I was uh, I wasn't hoping for, for a different version of events but I think it's um, it's nice to hear that that's like I say yeah. a, po- a positive story where like I say not not all um, you know cases you come across on Instagram are actually behind the scenes it's nothing like that there are a lot yeah. of people who go out there well, on, on the straight and narrow and they achieve it because they don't fall into that trap yeah. but I, I, I think uh we, we could all agree that I think that I'd like to say the, the large majority of people who do go out there, you know, they don't really have a game plan when they go out there. Yeah. And then you imagine you're going out there for six months, minim, minimal sleep, excessive use of social media, hitting drugs probably at least, like Dan said, four or five times a week plus yeah. drink. Yeah. And, then, and then you come back after all that to to nothing. I, I can't personally think of anything worse. And you yeah. wonder why there's, there's so many, um, you know, kind of, Issues and then with people mentally to go back next year. Yeah, That's, yeah. They end up in a vicious cycle. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm not knocking anyone for it. I just think it's something that we need to take more of a step back on and think. Okay, yeah, I might have you know such an increase in in followers on on Instagram and I and I look like I'm living the dream, but really take a step back. Am I really happy about the place where I'm at? Mm-hmm. Um, Everyone's an individual, aren't they? Of course. But you know, um, people come back from. You know, there's nothing wrong with doing a season, mm. uh, especially if you want to get something out of it musically or, you know, to make contacts if you're in the industry. But I feel like a lot of people, and this is, again, my opinion, a lot of people go and do a season, and I know I did, as an escape, and then they come back to England and then they go to a job that they hate again, and then they go to work all week. Yeah. And then on the weekends, they do the same as what they were doing in Arbifa. Until next summer, when it comes back to go to do a season, and they go to Ibiza again. Yeah. And for a while, that becomes like a self-perpetuating cycle. Yeah. yeah. And they think they've got problems. Yeah. But really, we're just yeah. fucking ourselves up. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's real. It's real talk. And um, I, I think it's like you. You put up a really good post the other day on World Mental Health there, where you were saying about there are a lot of people that you know. It, it's not to say that you don't suffer with uh, depression and anxiety or or stress, any kind of underlying mental health issue. But I think that's even more reason. And, and, I, and I can speak from personal experience. Like, um, it's not something that I talk about that often because obviously it's quite a private matter. But even from early teens, I've suffered with, you know, like heavy overthinking, thinking, oh, I've got this illness or that illness. When actually there's nothing wrong with me. Like, I've been to the doctors, I'm fine. But then if I've got a lot of other issues as well and then I think, oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go on, you know, this holiday and all I'm going to do is take drink and drugs. Then when I come back, I'll come back to a job there. You know, I, I am grateful that I've got a good full-time job, but my passion is the music industry. I don't, I don't want to be in the office job the rest of my life, but then to, to mask those problems, I'll then go out again and I'll do more drink and drugs. Yeah. 
And then, but I think a lot of people have, like you said, when people are messaging you, this perception that, oh, like you look like you're smashing it because, you know, you're you're having a photo with someone famous, or you yeah, know, you might have a load time, of you flipping on holiday every every day of the week. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But but, but mentally, that I mean, even though people do think, oh, if you're moving from country to country all the time, I think uh, it, it's it's a big thing that a lot of uh, people in the in the industry that that work in it full time have said it's it, that's definitely something else that. It's um that that is a bit of a misconception when you take into account all the time spent in airports and hotels and being lonely and that people don't see that social side of social media. Yeah. All you see is someone playing to several thousand people, and you know they look all happy in that because they've had a fair few drinks and whatever whatever else. I know not everyone does it, but a lot of people do dabble in the other stuff as well. And but you know we are human. And yeah, we're always gonna want what we haven't got. Of course. We're always looking to the grass is greener. Mm. And, you know, and as humans, we do compare ourselves to other people it's because we want to fit into the tribe, yeah. you know. But the tribe's too big now because a million social media followers, that's completely different to what, you know, tribe we were living in when there was only 100 people in our whole life. Yeah. So, you know, we're seeing this person on holiday and we think, oh, they're living the best life. But that's just a snapshot. And, you know, we're then going to compare our own lives to that snapshot. Yeah. So we're comparing ourselves to this fake reality when actually we need to just focus on ourselves. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It is. It is true. I mean, I'm, I'm, um, I'm intrigued as well because I've never read into it personally is why is social media so addictive? Because I can personally say, I don't, I don't know what you're like on it. How often do you use it? But I mean, I think... <laughs> With, 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 the, with, with the nature of my work, obviously I do my full-time job um, in banking. I don't need to use social media for that at all. Like The last thing I want to be reading about is banks and corporations. I couldn't give a flying fuck, to be honest. But in terms of the artist management and, you know, obviously running undergrowth with Fleur, so you've got, like, promoting that, the parties, and then, um, you know, sometimes I don't really tend to do the creative writing as much anymore, but I'm always on it because I'm always looking to network with that next person. I don't use that as a as a negative way, but I know that I do spend too much time in it. When I wake up in the morning, if I wake up like four a.m., I'm thinking like, check my phone. Well, yeah. what's the point? No, no one's gonna Who no one's gonna message you, you here at yeah. four at four a.m. unless it's a booty call on some Sunday morning. <laughs> apart apart from then, of course, which never happens. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it, even when, when I'm at work, I've tried to limit it then because you imagine I'm trying to do this mortgage job where I've got like, you know, quite a high pressure role with uh, mortgage customers who are in debt. And then I'm also trying to get a booking for someone at the same time. Obviously, that that's my choice. Yeah. It's not that, um, you know, and it, I, I suppose it is my choice, but I do think there is a lot of pressure at the same time because of the fact we're so easily accessible is because everyone knows we're all on our phones. When someone asks you, are oh, like, you know, we need to get this date penciled in. You're literally given like a 10 minute deadline. And if you're not there, it's like, sorry, mate, it, it's gone yeah. now. But it's like, I think we do need to stop placing so much pressure on one another as well. To And the thing is, it comes back to, you know, when we was talking about the tribe, we like to be connected to those people around us because if we wasn't connected, then we wouldn't survive. And when we are on social media and we're connecting with people and, you know, we're, you know, instant messaging or we're getting likes, that releases dopamine. So that's the pleasure chemical and it makes us feel connected to people. Mm. So imagine something is in your hands and at the click of a button, you could be getting the pleasure chemical being released. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, it's, it's the, I, can, I can relate so to that because it's almost like 
say for instance, I haven't seen you for like a couple of months. Yeah. And I watch your story on Instagram like a few days in a row. It feels like I've seen him. I'm yeah, like, I, haven't, I haven't actually gone anywhere near Weird. Him. Do you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> like you haven't say, really connected. Exactly, you know but I mean? you kind of got your fix in a way of seeing mm. that person because you've watched their story. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's it's bad, man. That that that's yeah. the thing, but it's just the way it is, man. Yeah, I mean, I I, I would say personally, w- with my experience on, on on social media, like since I moved to Birmingham in 2016, I've used it more and more because started off literally just as a promoter now known as Mr. Write-Up, all the people that want to banter me for all the all the write-ups and whatnot. But um, I've used it more and more through like the, the creative writing, which is de- which was definitely a good platform for me because I was lucky enough to... I, I prefer the face-to-face networking over the social media networking because I find it's a lot more personal. You're not just speaking to someone behind a phone or behind a screen. You're having the decency and you're making the effort to go and speak to them face to face. And it was, it was when I met Bradley Gunn before he was even famous um, in Rainbow Smoking area. Just got chatting to him and then um, became good friends. Um, every time he'd come to Birmingham, I'd always you know make sure to to go and see him or whatever event he was at. And then you know quickly he was like catapulted into into the public eyes. You know the sober raver, someone who had like a massive positive influence. And I'd say like with with the work that I'd already done with like the creative writing and the relationship that I formed with him, that that was amazing for me because it gave me so much more exposure then. And I'd have artists who I actually looked up to and they're saying, oh, would you mind writing me a bio? Or if I sent them a bio, they'd actually be like, oh yeah, I've seen some of your work. Like obviously my work isn't amazing by any means. There's a lot of other far more talented creative writers out there, but I, I'd like to think that I show passion with what I do and it comes across through the social media platforms um, and and the doors that that's open for me. It's not that I did it because oh, I I want to gain something from it. I did it because I was passionate. But the knock on effect from that has been massive. Like Brad would be kind enough to say, "Do you want to come to this event with me?" And then I'd get to meet other people in the industry that were far more established and influential. So it's definitely like the work that I did in social media then had a real like positive yeah. knock on effect with other things it, as well. It weren't just like you were you're being successful. Because you're not just behind social media. Yeah. You actually made the steps to go and connect with him, like, face-to-face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? It's true. So if you were just that person, that bot, then would you have the connections that you actually have? No, you know, 100% you not. Turn no. Up, turn no. up and meet them. They, they get to it's know. It's like a, a lot of these people in the industry, people are there like, what, why is nothing happening? Why aren't I making any progress? It's because it's simple. you got to fucking get up and go and get it. Th- th- these things aren't going to fall on your lap. You look at, like... You, you know yourself. Um, so I, d- I don't really DJ anymore. People realise I wasn't very good. Obviously, Josh Josh took my place. I call my bookings. Calum, bro. <laughs> Listen, I heard you shut it down many a time. <laughs> You're too modest. Man. <laughs> but um, I'm sure you, you you would um you would agree with me that there's so much competition out there and it's so saturated that just putting out a mix or even there's a lot of good music out there that gets unnoticed because people aren't willing to just go out there and go and connect with people face to face and and show how committed they are and how how keen they are to really go go to that next level. Literally, bro, hit the nail on the head. It's like, like you say, it's so saturated that just doing a mix or just making a banger isn't good enough. You mm. have to, like you say, go out and network, go to the events that you want to want to play, go to um, 
go to the promoters events that you want to um, get in with like it's just it's more it's a whole package in a way yeah yeah you can't it just is. do one of the yeah. one of the things that you want like oh I've got three times so I can go to this event but I won't put the hours in in the studio yeah 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 in, so I'm a rubbish DJ yeah. I do get a set mm. like you you need to put the effort in everywhere and like I think you, it's easy to see the people who do and people who don't so it's just crazy man yeah it's you know we we need to make connections with people you know that that's what we like to do mm. uh and if you're just rolling out, you know, mixes and there isn't a face to it, then who's actually going to buy into it? Yeah. People actually have to get to know your personality. And I think, you know, Very that true. can be a good thing that social media does provide people. If you're not having to put across this fake persona and fake reality that you think you've got to, if you're being your genuine self mm. and alongside rolling out mixes, bangers, you know, yeah. turning up to things, then you're going to be successful. Yeah. yeah. It's uh just to touch on that, Liz, I know people probably will think well, bloody hell, but the, the, a good example of that is probably Fisher. Yeah, because he's he's created a brand around his personality. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so yeah, people yeah. go to see him live because of who, like his personality yeah. and that persona, one his, his presence on social media. Do you know what I mean? So I think people will put him down, but he he's he's played the game. He's played it well. Exactly. Like the fact that he's getting booked for as much as he is doing now and the crowd sizes that he's playing to I know that people might say oh yeah maybe he attracts a bit more of a of a commercial crowd like it doesn't matter you can try and put the guy down as much as you want but yeah, yeah. he's the one laughing at the end of the day when he's yeah, earning yeah, that yeah. much a set and he's he's flying to all these countries and he's yeah. you know li- living the life that he is I don't know if he's 100% happy all the time I, I, I've only I mean Fleur supported him well, exactly yeah it, it's it's yeah. like you know you're never going to be 100% happy all the time anyway but it's like um Fleur supported him uh, when we flew out to, to Budapest for her international debut. Yeah. And uh, it is mad, like you say, because of how he is on social media and like how entertaining he is. And then you see that in person. It's almost like the crowd completely changes. Mm. There was well, so much energy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. yeah. But did that's it, did it change when he come on, yeah? Nah, well, no, because we could see who he was when he come up. But mm. when he started DJing, and I think this is another thing that DJs have got to realise, you got to actually look like you're enjoying yourself. <laughs> it's true. It is true. Do you know what I mean? A it's lot true. of DJs stand there and they're like... Yeah, yeah. Because they think it looks cool to look all moody and all black. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Why? Exactly. Why? How is a crowd going to be energised? And, like, you know, what you're giving off, you're, you're reflecting, you know, mm. yourself onto the crowd. If you want them to be dancing and you want them to be feeling what you're putting out, you know... Why don't you look like you're enjoying yourself? Like, yeah. So many moody DJs. Yeah, yeah. But he, like, as soon as he stepped on stage, it was different. Do you mm. know what I mean? And that's why he's successful. Mm. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I think as well, it, ha- it has been really good exposure for, especially the work that me and Fleur have done since we've created Undergrowth um, and, and with Elevate Artists as well. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, with you, with me, myself and mine and with your personal stuff that you're working on, like, it is a tool that if you use it right and you use it wisely, it it's as big as it is for a reason. Yeah. Like the amount of promoting that I've done on there, like consistently promoting away with with undergrowth and with elevate artists, and it's like the last uh, event that we did with Toman. And um, I know that people probably saw that it was more, you know, that we're more of a a party that places much more of an emphasis on the quality of the music. But it was how I use those platforms to promote. Toman and you know our residents Ryan and and Fleur and I didn't I didn't use one paid ad at all I literally just 
promoted it as well as I could so that I wasn't nauseating people and people thinking, fucking hell, I'm sick of hearing about this event. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you if you use the organic shares um, and things like that, you don't always have to use your sponsored posts. If you can utilise it, then utilise it well. But I think it's because people are realising you're creating a real brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're not creating something because you want to get a quick paycheck and you want to just invite people that are the next biggest thing, but just because they can pull a crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're interested in the music. Yeah. And surely, you know, when you go to a rave and when you go to any music concert, yeah. surely the music is the... the yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And because that's what Undergrowth is doing, I feel like that's the sort of crowd you're going to attract and it may take a bit longer to build up. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd rather it be like that. I would rather, honestly, have 200 people in a room. Like, I was really chuffed when you when you came to the last event and you were there as well and it felt like all those months of hard work where I, I'd put it all into social media and I'd, you know, me and Fleur had gone and done the flyers, the face-to-face networking as well. Yeah. Is it, you know... I, on the actual night, I was I was so stressed about people enjoying themselves, and I got I got into the flow of things. And and Tom actually looked at me and he goes, "Hey, bro, you chilled out now?" And I was <laughs> like, "I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah." But I think that's what people don't see. They see, you know, we're there with our arms around the headliner, and you know, we're there, you know, when we were taking all the um the decor down on the Monday, and we you know we're we're smiling because luckily it paid off. All those months of hard work have paid off. But I think people need to realize, especially with your you know your promoters, your event managers, you know festival owners even if you're doing intimate events when you've got those overheads it's not all pretty there's there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure on even when you're you're promoting an event two months in advance and then you're looking at your ticket count and then you're wondering like i'm working hard at this but why why we're not selling the tickets and there's a lot of anxiety until you sell those tickets and until you've made your overheads back then it's not fucking pretty at all there's a lot of pressure Fleur wouldn't even like check the tickets. Yeah, yeah, because like, that, that's an anxiety cause. Like, yeah, I yeah. don't even want to check it because that was causing her more anxiety and more stress. Mm. But the thing is, to do anything in life, you know, whether it be music or anything, or, you know, I'm trying to build me, myself, and mind, there's going to be a lot of times where, you know, you are, you know, selling 50 tickets, you know, yeah, as yeah. opposed to the hundreds and the thousands. Yeah. You've got to start off small and you've just got to keep at it do you know what i mean yeah it's what, true this is your what is it the fourth event uh fourth yeah event? i think since since we moved it to lab 11 me and me and fleur have agreed that that they, that was more when we were getting more exposure the so event. yeah it's pro- probably like the, the the fourth but it's it's taken us a good couple of events just to be hitting the the 200 mark and we know that it's getting to where it needs to be but that's because we're putting the time in in social media yeah. and we're 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 taking advantage of a tool that's there. It's like when, when people throw a party and they might book a good headliner and then they release artwork when they announce and then there's there's no work put in there at all and then they wonder why they've sold no tickets or it hasn't performed very well. It's like, well, you need to think about the lack of work that you've put in, not what you have put in. What what could you have done more? And I'd like to think that not every event I've done has been perfect. When I did my charity events, I put so much work into that and there is one event I did that didn't work out that well, but... That, that's just how it is. At least you can walk away with your head held high and you know what, I put in as much work as I could yeah. and I couldn't have really done any more. Um, definitely. But I, I think as well, just before we briefly um, move on, is, I mean, my, my negative experiences since I started in, in artist management, so that's been... Uh, just over a year now, Fleur was obviously the first artist that I started managing in, in September last year, is I think I, because of the amount of people that I'm networking with in the music industry, I was following, you know, your, your, 
your big promoters and your tour managers and people like that and, and, and your artists. And I was thinking, oh, like, why haven't I got that? Like, they're, they're on a private jet or they're in these five-star hotels. Why, why, am, why am I in this poxy house share? Yeah. And I still got to go and do my nine-five. But it's like, what I've come to realise is these people, they didn't achieve this overnight. Yeah. And I think that's what we need to start realising more is... I feel I feel like a lot of more of su- more successful people need to sort of start posting the journey pictures. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah. Where, Rather, where they started from, out yeah. at. Yeah, yeah. And like, because it's not all it's not all pretty. Like you were saying, it, it ain't going to happen overnight. It's true. So, and people get put off by that. Like, like we were just saying, you could have easily got put off by the second event. Yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know, but you have to keep going. Yeah, it's and true. I think a lot of these big promoters and these big influencers on social media need to. You know, take responsibility to also put out there that they they didn't just grab it. It, it takes time, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I, I I spun the negative into a positive because, like I say, I took a step back and thought, why are you putting so much pressure on yourself to become this? You know, next Brian Epstein, next you know, massive <laughs> artist manager. Like overnight, it's not going to happen. Like I would never put pressure on my artist. I would always say to them, you know, like I'm here for the long run. But then I was putting pressure on myself to be like, you need to get them to this level. But then that's not fair on them because you, you, you don't want to be pushy. You don't want to be like, oh, we, you know, we need to get that music out because then we can live this life. Like you just got to, one thing I would say to anyone is enjoy enjoy the process. Um, don't just, you know, sit there thinking, oh, like, why, why have I not got that because of who you're, you're following? And yeah. we, we've touched upon it before is... I'm very particular about who I follow. Like, I'm not going to follow some bullshit Instagram influencer who's trying to sell me a product or a supplement that they might not have even tried. I'd rather follow someone that's 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 genuinely inspiring, whether or not that's in the underground industry or any other industry as well, because they're the kind of people you want to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, people that are going to have a positive impact on you, especially the amount of time that we spend on social media. You want to make sure you're following the right people, not, not the wrong ones. Because yeah. we're so easily influenced. And yeah. when people are looking at certain individuals and you do start comparing your life, you know, you've got to make sure what you're comparing yourself to is sort of, you know, right for you. Because what you're looking at on social media, you can also be causing yourself negative thoughts. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can be causing yourself a lot of doubt and a lot of anxiety and fear because of the people you're following. Yeah. You follow people that inspire your path. Don't follow those people that actually cause you to be envious and you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Just, just a quick, just quickly. Um, I see, I see what you're saying, but then like, I think I can speak on the other side of that as the person who's on the other side thinking, right? I've got to post this, 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 and this every yeah. day to make sure these people that are looking up to me have to, yeah, keep looking up to me. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's hard on both sides, man. Like, yeah, it's mad. Definitely, but. I think that, that that's pretty much all we've got we've got time for at the moment. But but what I would say is is um just use social media wisely. Yeah. And you know, if if you feel like it, it's it's getting too much for you then then you need to be tactical about yeah. about who you how you're using it. Um and I think that the main thing is as well, obviously we're we're all young, up and coming, you know, promoters, DJs or, you know, yourself with the well being, is that we have to appreciate that, you know, we're moving forwards in time. Like social media, it's not it's not just going to disappear. Yeah. Like you, you you've right. got you've kind of got to use it. Whether yeah, or not yeah. you see it as all like as an artist, I want to be recognised more for the quality of my music, which I agree with. But yeah. you, you've still got to nowadays. I would say you have got to be present on social media. You have yeah. to. You, you do. You do have but to. With anything in life, anything. Yeah. I would just say that if you are feeling the negative effects, then check your screen time. Yeah, yeah. You know, 
monitor how much you are using social media. And if it is too much, you know, then I suggest that you, you start putting your phone down and leave it out of the room because it's so easy to keep yeah, yeah, I, I, I do that all the time. You realise you've got it on you, then I think I'm just going to throw it because yeah. even having it on you, it, it it's a, <laughs> that tendency to just check it. If yeah. you've got to go check and do it. something, yeah, go yeah. and do it without your phone. Yeah, yeah. Or when you're waking up in the morning, don't be checking your phone as the first thing you're going to do. First thing I do. Oh, it's the first thing I do as every well. Si- yeah. Definitely. Before I go to bed, every single morning when I wake up. Yeah, phone, yeah. Boom. yeah, and that's Everything. just so it's t- time for change, boys. Time for change. <laughs> but no. um Thanks very much um, for, for for listening, everyone, and and, and watching. Uh, we'll be back shortly with, with a, another podcast on the the, the state of the scene um, at the moment. But yeah, thanks to our special guest Josh for coming and uh, Dan, Been a from the well-being perspective as well. Sweet.